Good morning and welcome to Summer Breakfast. If you're listening on SEN 1170 AM in here in Sydney, as we fill the chairs for Vossi and Brandy. And for the first hour, we welcome you listening on SENQ 693 AM in Brisbane. Ben Davis will be along from 6 a.m. Queensland time filling in for Patton Hills. Or if you're listening right across the SEN network, good morning to you. Heaps of sport to discuss this morning, including the Aussie Hopes coming to a sad end last night at the Australian Open after Alex Demonor was eliminated. The Sydney Sixers to host the big, big Bash final at the SCG and Mac Horton's shock retirement announcement yesterday. Now, that was one of the hottest nights on record here in Sydney. And uh, I'm joined this morning by Jalisa Apps, J.A. Mm. How'd you go sleeping last night? Didn't. Didn't sleep. Just straight up didn't. Just but didn't, soldiering didn't. on this I morning. Wouldn't have, I wouldn't have slept five minutes. What? Nothing. Oof. Zilch. How I are you feeling? Alex How are the energy le- levels this morning? The energy levels right now are good, but I reckon there's going to be a hard come down real <laughs> about that second hour of the show. Just to confirm, you were trying to sleep. You weren't partying. Oh no! I should have. I should have. You should have partied. Out. Yeah. I did this on. I did this on New Year's Eve. Like on New Year's Eve was my first day back at work, and yep. I was like, "All right, be responsible. Better go home." Like. And then I did the exact same thing. And you may as well just go out. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the. Th- I think um, as I get a little bit older and struggle a little bit more with uh, hangovers this day and age, I think it's it, it is more the sleep than the alcohol that gets you the next day. Yeah, and it's just like, like you would feel hungover now. Yeah. Yeah, and like yeah. just frustrated and not <laughs> not happy with the world. Yeah. Okay. So, so it wasn't because of demon or that you didn't sleep, but did you stay up and watch? Uh, the game last night. Yeah, I did. I did. Uh, that was about halfway through my night. <laughs> long enough. Uh, despite it being a very long match, I think I feel like it ended maybe about midnight. I was just, I stopped looking at the clock at this point. Uh, but it was just, it, you know, very evenly matched players in terms of just their effort. Uh, mm. That's how they're winning games, both yeah. of them. Effort. Yeah. Um, and Demonor just in that last set just was outpowered. And the sad thing about it is you can't, and I don't want to be on doom and gloom, but I've had no sleep, so bear with me. Yeah. But the, you can't see how he can do much more. Like he, He's redlining. He, he's had, except for putting, he needs more power. So I don't know, um, maybe you are an expert in this as someone who power? trains people. Yeah, yeah, just being a just gun. generally power. Just yeah. power. Uh, but maybe it's just literally needing to get into the gym and just bulk up massively. But if you look at, I was looking at some old footage that we had at Channel 7 of him maybe three years ago, four years ago. He has bulked up incredibly. Yeah. yeah. And it's still, he's lacking that power and in the uh, fifth set just faded and it's not an attitude thing. It's not an effort thing. There's no, no area you can fix except for that. So I went to bed just after the end of the fourth set. Oh, how? How? Maybe. And how? Yeah, like I can't go to sleep if I'm watching a really good game. Or oh, something. really? Oh, no, no. I'm, sleeping is one of my superpowers. That's one of the things you have to learn as a swimmer is to sleep. Naps. Mm. I can straight really? into a nap, oh, middle of the day, worst straight player. out of a nap. Um, but... Went to bed at the end of the fourth set and I was thinking, he's got the momentum here. The crowd was behind him, expecting to wake up, look at my phone and see Demonor through to the, the quarterfinals. Mm. What happened in the fourth oh, set? Just 
so quickly faded and um, energy or no no not him just Rublev just took it up to another yep. level yep. and just outpowered him yeah. and just like it, it, it there wasn't much he could do like yeah. he, even you know there was a point there where he, uh, Rublev had match point and Demonol saved it mm. and it, like it, he was not giving up. Yep. For anything, but you just think, what else? What more can he do? And so likable because we find tennis players, it's a hard sport to like people in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Like, yeah. And it, well, but how about this? So I, I've speak to you know young up and coming athletes a lot. The the part of tennis players that maybe you don't like, right, is to be the best in the world at anything. And and I'm sure you know. People will text in and tell us 0457736736, all these examples of players that regardless of where they got to were still likable. But there's something to be the best in the world at uh, sport, maybe even business, maybe any any job you do where you have to have a certain level of bravado. Mm -hmm. Some would call it arrogance. Some would call it confidence. But something that a certain swagger where you know you're the best mm. and you act like it, you talk like yep. it, and then as a result, you play like it. And Demonor is very humble. He's very softly spoken. Stark so you contrast. Think he needs to be a bit more. How do I say this nicely? In rugby league, you'd say they have a bit of about them, a little bit of a uh, four letter word about them. Um, I can't even work that what out you're saying. Like I know where you're going, but I can't work out what the word is. Mm. <laughs> People listening at home will know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a very rugby league term. You got to have a bit of this about you, and um, that displays itself in many different ways. But often, often it's perceived as arrogance. But uh, you know, and Demonor is fighting against. He's not a a six foot five guy with a massive serve. He's not a curious who, who's Tricky so, shots. yeah, he can, you know, hit the ball between his legs and, you know, curious has that about him, which is why a lot of people hate him. Some people love him, but he's got that X factor where we're, we're so frustrated watching curious because we know he could win a major. Yeah. You watched him yeah. and I, and you're not, you're not frustrated. I, I wasn't frustrated watching him last night. I'm going, this guy is redlining. He's giving it all. There's nothing left out on that court for Demonor. He won't go to sleep at night thinking what could have been because he, he lays it down the line every time. But, yeah, he is missing that, just that little bit of X factor, yes, but also swagger, bravado. Um, you know, it's the reason we love or hate Djokovic. It's the reason we love or hate Kyrgios. I don't – see, I think in tennis it's it's more – pronounced in tennis that kind of bravado and thing because they start from such a young age and they're mm. told from such a young age, you're the best in the world, you'll be the best in the world. You know, it's just a really different sport because it's not a – it's not it's such an individual sport, right? There's no yeah. team element about it. There's no. starting to be teams, you know, but not really. Like, you yeah. know, there's team competitions. That right. Don't, that they're don't just mean individuals much. coming together, Yeah, really. exactly. Yeah. And, and so – but I – I don't necessarily think, like, would you say Roger Federer had that? Yeah, really? big time. When you saw him early, he was smashing uh, early rackets. On, he, he was, was a bit of so a... So he, yeah. he learned how to temper it, but it was there in spades. He just, it probably behind a closed door, he probably worked walked in the dressing room, 
closed the doors to the cameras and it then went. smashed five rackets and head-butted a locker, I reckon, yeah. <laughs> if he lost. Um, but the other thing, you, you see it now with these sporting documentaries. So I'm not sure if you watched The Breakpoint, the tennis documentary. No, it was on Netflix. But you see it much more in, say, A Drive to Survive on Netflix. Oh, yeah. The attitude of those guys. So that's a little peek behind the curtains of like – we are the best drivers in the world and we know it and we act like it. How that's perceived, again, in that show, it's just exciting and there's the politics of it. But the the attitude of those guys, then I watched the break point and all these young up-and-coming tennis players at the moment had, they almost revered Nadal and Djokovic and, and Federer to, to a lesser extent because he was at the back end of his career. But uh, none of them seemed to have that, in rugby league terms, what I'm wanting to say. I think, I still can't work out what you are saying. I'd love, when we're off air, you're going to have to tell me. But I think Zverev did and does. Yeah, potentially. I potentially. think Zverev definitely potentially. has the, um, you're drawing, you're writing notes ah, to Ah, my pen's not this working. This is like we're in class, <laughs> writing <laughs> notes to each other. But uh, no, I, I think Zverev for, sh- for sure. Yeah. But I think Zverev loses. I mean, the biggest thing about Zverev is his serve. Once he loses that, once he gets the yips, which he has uh, plenty of time, mm. he just absolutely loses it. Um, so, yeah, poor demon. I mean... No more Aussies. No more Aussies. No, no more Storm Aussies. Hunter was the uh, last female and yeah. she's gone. So, no more Aussies. How does this affect the Open? Uh, do you... Are you a tennis... Like, I'll, I'll watch any tennis. I'll watch ATP anything. Really? Yep. Yep. The only tennis I watch all year is the Australian Open. Right. I yeah. think that's most people. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. I think my, probably because I don't sleep, it's on at strange times, I'll watch it. Or yeah. Like or darts. So you don't sleep normally? I'm not a good sleeper. Wow. No, I'm a very bad sleeper, James. Yeah, right. This is an ongoing thing. Where are, when, the, there's no bags under the eyes yet. Are they going to come around like lunchtime or? Uh, I think I'll just, Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They come, yeah. Well, well, I'm I'm quite used to because you know I can't have too much sleep. I'm one of those people that if I get eight hours, it is chaotic. Really chaotic for the next few nights. For the next few nights, I won't sleep a wink. So I think that's what happened to me. You're made for the media. Yep. Not as an athlete though, because athletes we that's sleeping is everything. Well, sleep's so important um, for living. Yeah, I'll give you some tips off air about sleeping. Thank How about you. that? Hey, let's listen to some audio on Demonor speaking last night after his loss. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough, tough match too. Um, yes, yeah, uh, to finish up my my campaign here, obviously had aspirations for for more, but um, yeah, my time here was cut short. Uh, Andre. Deserved the win today. He he played too good um, in the fourth and fifth set. He kind of, um, in my eyes, just let go and started swinging freely and caught a little purple patch. And yeah, it was uh, it was too good in the end. I even feel sorry for him listening to the interview. Oh, yeah. He's so nice. He's Come so on, Damon. Nice. I, I think I. I think he could get to a Grand Slam final. Could he beat a Djokovic in a Grand Slam final? Probably not. Not many can, but we love him as an Aussie and we're backing him to, to bounce back from this. Yeah, All right. You're number 10 for – watching this last night, I was like, you're number 10 for a reason. Like yeah. The rankings are so in tennis where you are. Yeah. 
Well, the, the the one I was confused by, I switched on the tennis in the middle of the day. can't remember his name, but the guy playing Djokovic. Come on. Oh, yeah. Six and love, Marino, six love, Marino. and it was four love in the four, uh, third. Yeah. Man, he was getting spanked. He's and he was number five. Yeah, but he was number 20, and they were saying after this tournament he's going to be number 17. The gap between one and 17. Yeah. Oh, Especially in the, at the moment, I'm, I feel like it's the biggest it's been recently. In a while. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, that was interesting to see. All right, staying on tennis, uh, Sabalenka has revealed a strange pre-match superstition following her win yesterday, which involves signing the bald head of her fitness coach. Let's have a listen to her fitness, uh, her superstition talk. We just like to do weird shit, guys. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we just started this. I mean, I just did it before the first match, and after after I won the first match, I just told Jason, it's my fitness coach. I told him like. Well, I guess it's a routine right now. And he's like, he's really, he's not happy with that, but he understands everything. <laughs> a little superstition, maybe? I mean, I think so, yes. It's <laughs> uh, just, side note, big Sabalenka, a Sabalenka fan. Signing, is he bald? Is he, is he she's signing a bald head? Must be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, he's bald. <laughs> what you... I, it could have been his forehead. Wait, you think she's getting spray paint out and spray painting Could have been straight hair. across the forehead. She's I, doing that's a, a weird tag one. in his hair. Yeah. <laughs> um, superstitions. Go on, James. Tell Because you wouldn't tell me pre-show. I was like, well, did you have any superstitions? And you were like, you'll find out on the show. Well, I don't want to use all the content. Save it for air. Save it yeah. for air. Uh, my, my big superstition while I was racing was uh, I'd wear the same pair of goggles until I lost a race in them, and then I'd swap them. Uh, so we, particularly in my younger career, we used to wear these goggles. They were called Swedish goggles. They were the Speedo brand or whatever, okay. but they only had one strap, one thin strap. Oh, yeah. And it was string that you tied together the nose piece. And oh. then they had no sort of uh, padding on them. They just used to sit inside your oh, eye socket. They terribly uncomfortable. They were very uncomfortable. And there was a point there where I hadn't lost a race in maybe 18 months going on two years and these goggles were on their last legs and I'm walking out for uh, world championship finals or whatever. I'm looking at these goggles going, oh, this could be the night <laughs> that these yeah, things they... break. But such was my superstition. That you were willing I, to risk it all. Yes, risk it all. To the point where I was, I think I might've worn them in maybe like a, a butterfly race or a 200 freestyle or something else just to take a loss in them so I could sort out for a better Stop pair. Stop it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, a, that was a big thing for me. But all little things, like I, I can't remember exactly, but on race day I'd have to do the exact same warm-up. Um, when I was younger, I'm pretty sure I used to not step on cracks, uh, yep. which is a weird one. You were saying that's uh, – I should look into that. Could be a bit of a problem. <laughs> I'd say I that's maybe, maybe, we te- maybe we tell our therapist, not the listeners. Uh, do you have any superstitions? I don't think so. I pr- Probably just weird stuff I do. Yeah, that yeah, That I yeah. reckon during the morning will come to me. But no, not any superstitions where I'm like, if I don't do this, I'm going to have a bad day or... I know for football players, a lot of them, same pair of underpants or same pair of yeah, um, Speedos or budgie smugglers they wear, often wear now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a big one. Yeah. Same pair of underpants when you're a football player would be a little bit. This is not a superstition, but my uh, one of my uncle is not really my uncle. You know how you got those people. Um, he, on my 18th birthday, gave me um, $50 in a letter 
And he did that to his daughters as well. And he said, if you keep this in your wallet, you'll never run out of money. And so like, you'll never need the $50. The $50 mm. will... So I've always had 50. Don't rob me. <laughs> <laughs> so you've had that same $50 note forever. Yeah. Yeah. And it's still, I haven't even unwrapped it from the letter because it's it, still in the letter. Yeah. He's still in the letter in my wallet because. Is that a bit bulky? You know, it's like his tiny little letter. Oh. Like it, um, but it's still sitting in my wallet because, and I guess maybe that's a superstition. Well, I definitely would have on a night out straight gone. Straight out oh, gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, See yeah. ya. Uh, yeah. All right. Do you have any superstitions? We'd love to hear from you. The lines are open. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. I want a good superstition if you're going to call us up. But give us a text. 0457-736-736. Tell us, what are your superstitions? You're on Summer Breakfast with James Magnuson and Jaleesa Apps. Welcome back to Summer Breakfast. We're brought to you by Bryden's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness, contact Bryden's Lawyers. I feel JA in on that word during the break. Um, well, she was, was aware of it. Yeah, but I just didn't associate it with rugby league. I just associated it with life. It's a rugby league. Well, yeah. <laughs> my girlfriend keeps telling me that swearing is a sign of intelligence. She's a big swearer. Yeah. She's a lawyer and she reckons lawyers swear a lot. Yeah. She goes, it's a sign like. of intelligence. Yep. Well, I, call I me a dummy it. then because I'm not saying it. Uh, <laughs> I, I swear a lot. Hey, uh, yesterday, J.A., this comes as a surprise to a lot of people, but Mac Horton announced his retirement from swimming. Yeah, it didn't surprise you, you were telling me. No, not particularly. I mean, we're we're only, well, we're months away now from Paris. Um, Are you going? Like not swimming. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I am. I am going over. Very good. Yeah, yeah. You can't reveal anything? Well, it's all still in the works, but no, yeah, I'm, I'm. He's making a comeback. I'm heading over. Yeah, he's doing it. Mac out, James in. Yeah, get me on those blocks Start next to Sun Yang. Rumors. I'm ready to go. <laughs> I'll take the uh, the wall clippers with me. <laughs> Fix him up this time. I help you out, Sun Yang. Reach out. Uh, no, so he's. I think we're about four, five months out now from the Olympic trials. Okay. Um, but. For those who don't know, a little timeline of Mac. Uh, Mac won gold in the 400 freestyle in Rio. That was the famous race against Sun Yang. Mm-hmm. Um, since then, I'm not sure if he won a Com Games or not. He won a world. No, he got silver at a world champs at one point there. That's when he didn't stand on the podium next to Sun Yang. But by the Tokyo Olympics, and this swimming is one of those sports that moves so quickly. You know, the next yep. kid up on the block is just. The procession line, particularly in Australia, is insane. Mm-hmm. Um, so by the time Tokyo came around, 2021, uh, he missed out on individual events and swam the heats of the 4x200 freestyle relay uh, in Tokyo. Didn't have any individual events. And look, without knowing exactly, you don't know where people are at. It would have been a tall order for Mac to qualify right, okay. for this Olympics. So Is that just, just because the demand behind him is? Yeah, yeah. There's just there's there's just always another kid coming through, um, and it moves quickly. He 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 actually moved his whole life up to um, Queensland to train on the Gold Coast with Michael Boll, who's yep. one of the most famous coaches in Australia. Um, but for whatever reason, you know, the sport moves quickly. Um, he wasn't quite at the same level that he was in, in Rio. Um, and so it's a good decision. I think you'd hate to see him go to another Olympic trials, miss the team completely and then retrospectively retire as a result of performance. Can I ask when you retired, were you so like 
said on it, like, you're like, I'm, I know this is like, I'm ready to retire. Or did you go back and forth for a while? Uh, no, I, I knew I, I'm so stubborn and set in my ways that when I made my first Commonwealth games team in 2010 as an 18 year old, yeah. I looked ahead at, they, they just announced that 2018, the Gold Coast would have the Commonwealth games. And I said, I'll retire after that Commonwealth games Why? when I was 18. What if you were re- like still... Just new. When you know, you know, J.A.R. Big show today, J.A. Coming up, we've got Brett Phillips to talk Australian Open and Clint Newton. We're going to talk about that weird Ronald Volkman saga down at the Dragons. Mm. Stay with us. You're on 1170 AM SEN. Thanks, Vanessa. Welcome back to Summer Breakfast with Jalissa Apps and James Magnuson, powered by Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. If you're just waking up, here's some of what's making news. J.A. knows all of this because she didn't sleep. We have no more Aussies left in the singles at the Australian Open following the Demons lost last night. Very sad, J.A. Six love in the fifth. Ran out of steam a little bit. Did a good try. Yeah, good, good effort. Good, good effort. Try. Uh, the Brisbane Heat will host the Adelaide Sixers tonight on the Gold Coast. The Sydney Sixers, Socks, um, Strikers, or Adelaide Strikers. What did I say, Sixers? The Sydney Sixers um, await the winner. Await the winner. Mm. Yeah, Socks side. Go Sox. One more game. Yeah. So do you, do you think Sox, so you had that uh, fairy tale ending at the yes. SCG. Do you think he was, a part of him was like, oh, like can we just leave that as the fairy tale? One more. I think that Sox has been thinking that for five years. <laughs> he may still come back, it, you know. He's the John Farnham of well, the Sydney I, Sixers. I, when I did the farewell Sock package, I opened up with he's the boy that cried wolf. Mm. Like that was... Because he is. Well, he said he's got a sore Achilles and a sore oh, hemi blah, blah, and a blah, blah. sore right. heart. You're all right, mate. A sore left lung. Gotta, I don't know what else. You just got to throw them down. Like, don't yeah. worry. Uh, Usman Khawaja has been progressing well through concussion protocols and will be assessed again prior to a return to training. That was a nasty hit, that one, wasn't it? Mm, Spit, yeah. Spitting blood out. Yeah. That would be that would be a nightmare as an opening batsman. The game's pretty much done. Like, you don't have to do yeah. much. Let's just get through just get this, by. stay safe, yeah. next minute, Bushka mm. to the chin. Yeah. Liverpool's had a 4-0 win over Bournemouth in the Premier League this morning, cementing their spot on top of the EPL ladder. Uh, and last place, Sheffield United equalised with a penalty in the 13th minute of stoppage time. 13th minute to salvage a 2-2 draw with West Ham. Let's have a listen to this one. Maybe new optimism for Sheffield United that their goose might not be cooked just yet. McBurney goes for it. Was he fouled by the goalkeeper? The goalkeeper has fouled him. Penalty for Sheffield United. High drama. High jeopardy at Bramall Lane. A club desperately grappling for a route off the bottom of the table. And that goal is crucially important. Four home Premier League games in a row. Four goals for Ollie McBurney. Very excitable. Yeah. Very excitable. I'm excited. Are you? Yeah. Is that your side? No. Liverpool's my side. We won 4 0, so I didn't have to have to worry about that. But the commentary of the EPL is elite. Yeah, it is. It Next is level. Um, Sydney Kings have gone down at home to the Perth Wildcats. SEN's Perth Wildcats. Okay. All right. All right. All right. SEN's Perth Wildcats. 104 to 98. It was Perth's sixth straight game and tightens their hold on top two spot. The Kings are sitting fifth. Where's Where are the Wildcats sitting, Dan? I'll find out for you, James. Thank, Thank you for you. asking. Yeah. Away from sport, uh, we're just getting breaking ro- news through now that disgraced ex-cop Roger Rogerson has died. 
Uh, we'll get a little bit more of info on that, I'm assuming, in jail. The phone lines are open now. Uh, give us a call, one 1170 to have a chat. Have you got any superstitions? We are talking superstitions earlier after Sabalenka revealed that she has to sign her fitness coach's head now before each match because she did it in the first one and it worked, so she's doing it every night. Poor guy. Poor guy's going to have like a dry scalp after yeah, the, rubbing off permanent marker. Uh, let's text in saying, guys, you're on the socials. Has Taylor Fritz's girlfriend posted eating Vegemite yet? So after the match, well, actually on her social, I don't know why this girl just pops up in my algorithm. Like, I'm hoping she'll start popping up in my <laughs> algorithm after that. Well, she's all over her. mine because uh, she does these like, I don't know. Something you want to tell us? It's always like, <laughs> <laughs> it's always like get ready for me, with me to watch blah, blah, blah. And she's got these outfits on. That... <laughs> yeah. I got you. Where's your mic? I was just saying before, Taylor Fritz as well. He's a bit of a smoke show. Good looking dude. He's all right. <laughs> Favorite all right. tennis player? Uh, to look at? Yeah. You know I at. don't do these with you, James. Tennis cause... players are pretty good looking though. Yeah, like Rafa, Rafa's a good so looking dude. you can dude. say these things, but the problem is then I, because you've done this to me with rugby league players before, mm. and I've been like, mate, I can't You're turn scared up. to say who's hot. Well, I can't turn up and be like, hey, mate. Hey, Look, guys. I'm sure if you turn Sorry. up to a Rafael Nadal interview, he's not going to know that you said he was hot on summer he, breakfast 2024. Are you joking? He's a mad SEM. Like <laughs> Have you ever met Rafa? Uh, once. Nice. Yeah. And was he hot? Yeah, I mean, he's a good-looking yeah. guy. Well, is he your favourite? He's very... <laughs> Why am I getting into Is he the Back to the text. So okay. Taylor Fritz's girlfriend said that she would eat a whole jar of Vegemite if he won. She said that on, like, her TikTok or something. The whole thing or just that specific the match? The whole jar, because then they said to her afterwards, like, when he was being interviewed, they kind of threw to her in the crowd and were like, this is a whole jar of Vegemite. You've got to eat yeah. the whole jar. Anyway. So, so is it the little travel Vegemite? Are we no, talking the like stock a, standard? it was a big, like... A big Vegemite. She doesn't know what she's in for. Anyway, I'm trying to find... I don't think that's possible. You couldn't eat a full jar of Vegemite just... Isn't this wild though? This girl She's just going dry? Like, is it with toast or is she just... I love Vegemite. Could you eat a jar of Vegemite? Easily. The saltiness. Do you love the... All right. Bring it in. (laughs) Bring in some Vegemite. Oh, yeah. I drink soy sauce because I love the saltiness. (laughs) And you said I need to be checked out for not (gasps) stepping on cracks. You're unhinged. <laughs> I love now it. I know why you're not sleeping. Your <laughs> sodium levels are I'm on the brink. dangerously high. I'm on the brink of like. Yeah. I love. J.A. is sitting at home in bed going, why can't I sleep as she sips her soy sauce and has a <laughs> tablespoon of Vegemite. I love you're sick. salt. And I have really low blood pressure. Can we so get a breath test? Just give me a little. <laughs> Every time I go to the doctor, they're like, can you eat some more salt? Your blood pressure is really low. Can you eat low. more? Yeah, and I'm like, bro, you do not need to be telling me to eat more salt. Like, I am a maxing out here. You're the first person I've ever met that drinks soy sauce oh, and eats delicious. Vegemite. delicious. I could go, I'm salivating like that. I could have that right oh, now. Oh, my <laughs> Lord. I was wondering why there's never any Vegemite on the cover here at SEN. <laughs> I, well, so has Taylor Fritz's girlfriend done it or not? Um, so, you know, this chick pops up on my... Um, on What's my, her name for all our listeners? Definitely worth an Instagram Morgan, follow. Morgan, Morgan. Um, so she pops up on my... I think all the time. Do you reckon I can find her? <laughs> I'll find her for you. Oh, how am I going to do now? this? All right. Morgan Riddle uh, at Morgs, M-O-O-R-G-S. Worth a follow for all the listeners out there. You're on Instagram though, aren't you? The, yeah. So you've got to go to the TikTok for the good. Like, oh, I don't have TikTok. Oh, hang on. I found it. I found her, found her, found her, found her. This is live. Hang on. She's eating it? Don't. 
I don't have TikTok. It says she's got two videos. This can't be right. I'm on mm. some dodgy. Well, look, to, to for what I've found on Instagram, she hasn't eaten the Vegemite yet. So that could be a sign, Taylor Fritz, to lose in the next round. Because if you promise on eating a jar of Vegemite, if your boyfriend wins, boyfriend, husband. Boyfriend. Lock it, I lock think it down, Taylor. I think they're very young. Are they? Yeah. Oh, put a ring on it, Taylor. Um, it's probably a bit of um, pot kettle there, but yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> should I? Should I? <laughs> well, I predicted, I predicted your engagement. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. Congratulations. Thank <laughs> you. That was the worst part of it, having to tell you. <laughs> yeah, I just knowing you. I had to write that in the group chat. Well, how long me. had you been together? Ah, uh, years. Mm. Yes. Multiple years. Multiple years. Like ten years, wasn't it? Uh not that long. Yeah. I think yeah, it was yeah. ten years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we're getting up there. It was time. Hey, when's the wedding? Oh, tell you what, someone plan it for me. Hey, really? I'm the worst. Get J Lo wedding planner. You get a wedding planner and they do it all for you. I heard they're super exy wedding planners. Well, just weddings in general. Uh, mm. Yeah. So he, it's a Sydney job. I keep or? calling it Nick's wedding. Yeah. Right. So I'm like, I say to him, "How's your wedding You're going?" You're from Cootamundra, aren't you? No, I'm from Boroa, near Young. Right. Less so known. So I've said to him, um. Well, okay, savage. <laughs> Will so, you get married there? That'll no, save you a no, lot of money. No, we'll go probably in between. I'm thinking South Coast. I love the South Where's Coast. Where's he from? Uh, near there. Okay. But um, I said to him, I'm like, how's your wedding going? He's like, our wedding. I'm like, all right. <laughs> it's usually the other way around. Tell me when to be. No, uh, he's really into it. Oh, is he? It's great. Mm, I just okay. get to kick back. So is he going to pick your dress for you? He's got a lot of strong dress opinions. Does he? Yeah. I think I do as well, actually. Do you? Yeah. I, yeah. I, For a bloke who has opinions on nothing, he has strong dress opinions. There you go. All right. Text us throughout the show today. Edgewater Homes, 0457736736 is our number. Edgewater Homes Mortgage Fund. Uh, get up to $1,500 a month off your home loan for T's and C's. Uh, apply the text number 0457736736. Welcome back to Summer Breakfast. Thanks to Bryden's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness, contact Bryden's Lawyers. A reminder that Clint Newton from the Rugby League Players Association will be on the show straight after the 7 o'clock news. Uh, we're going to discuss with him the Ronald Volkman situation and generally how clubs go about releasing players, registering contracts. Who's at fault here? Because that's the thing. It's still very grey. At yeah. least from an outsider's perspective. And I'm really interested to see if the RLPA, um, if it'll end up actually falling on them because they're in that new um, phase of the uh, Players' Hardship mm. Fund. That came in about six weeks ago. Can I throw a scenario at you? Go on. Uh, you're out reporting for uh, Channel 10, uh, you know, okay. six months ago, nine <laughs> months ago, and you slip and break your arm yep. and then go over to Channel 7. Yep. Who pays for the surgery? Because uh, it's happened at work. It's a workplace injury. Did I report it at the time? Yeah. Yeah, it's reported. I, re- yep. I did. So I reported it at the time? Yeah. Yeah, well, it's 10. Yeah. Uh, that seems common sense to me in this scenario. Like Ronald, Ronald Volkman injured his shoulder on the 12th of December at Warriors training. Regardless of who signed where, what releases, because he hadn't signed a release, it's a workplace injury at the Warriors. Mm-hmm. That seems common sense to me. But now the Warriors are saying he'd gone to the Dragons, you know, he went to the Dragons, it's their due diligence, he signed a release from us. I, I don't, don't think they would be arguing over the um, 
I think they are. No, no, no. I, don't, I, I think that's more the contract because you don't want a player on your books. So you, the Warriors will definitely pay for the surgery. No, no, no. I, no, I'm us. not saying. I'm not saying that. That. But I'm just saying that. Wouldn't the sticking point more be like if I was at Channel Ten and I couldn't work for the next say two years, but I'd mm. go on to seven? Mm. They're not going to. So, do they pay out your entire yeah, contract? Yeah. Yeah. That's, well, that's I think more the complicated part of it. That's a question for Clint in regards to Ronald Vogman. And if you have any questions for Clint, text us in now so we've got them ready to go when he comes on. 0457 736 736. couple of texts that have come through. Uh, Morning Immortals, J.A., I'm with you with the Vegemite. Mm. I used to eat the stock cubes from the pantry as a youngster. Salt is life. The Iron Bronco. That's delicious. Oh, it's too early for this. There are some sick puppies out there. Salt cubes? Oh, can we, uh, sorry, can we, what are they called? Stock cubes? Oh, yeah. Can we Uber eat some stock cubes? <laughs> that is disgusting. Oh, delicious. You would, you would put one in your mouth and dissolve it? Happily. Oh, my right Lord. Right now, if you had a stock cube. Oh, my food, Lord. I now would. I know why it took 10 years for your fiancé to take, get down on one knee. He was seriously reconsidering. <laughs> If I walked in and you were eating a jar of, I'm just picturing you spooning a jar of Vegemite while slurping on a bottle of soy sauce. And dipping in a little salt stock cube. Sick puppy. Bon appetit. Well, Dunny's got an opinion on that. He says uh, yeasty. Oh. I don't think soy sauce would have had yeast, would it? No, I think that maybe is a reference to the Vegemite. Uh. Mm. Yikes. Uh, Michael, ironically, I miss a lot of live sports because I go to sleep around nine most nights as I get up early for work. That's what J.A. needs to learn to do. I watch the first innings only of the Big Bash and usually only the first half of most NRL games. Michael, your self-control is... Impressive. I can't. See, once I start watching something, I Mm. cannot stop. The darts gets me. Like, (laughs) you start the darts. Darts goes for a real long time. Do you not watch the darts over Christmas? No, just me. me? Okay. Oh, the darts. I can just go sit on darts for like ages, like for hours. I'm going to get you to some sort of therapy. Sports hypnosis. We do the sports hypnosis ads. Can we do life hypnosis? That would be really great. You know, I've been like this ever since I was a kid. Like just not sleeping. Really? Yeah. Like my grandparents, I was raised by my grandparents. My nan would be like, Go into your room and just read, but whatever. Do you read? Not really now. Like I used to be a big reader as a kid, but my whole family's the same. None of us sleep. I think we're weird. Sleeping tablets? Studied. Yeah, but you can't take them every night. Can Mm. you? (laughs) Rather than not sleep. No. I mean, it's fine though. I'll find some for you. I'll reach out to some past (laughs) contacts. Uh, Shoalhaven Doctor, is Leighton Hewitt one of the unsung heroes of Australian sport? He played mm. with such passion, embodying the Australian oh, yeah. spirit, and is now putting the same energy into developing young talent, including his son. So his son played in the Junior Australian yes. Open. Yeah, he had a wild card. Yeah, he didn't win. He didn't? Um, no, he lost. But Leighton Hewitt just has so much passion for the game, but also just mm. like so much passion for Australia as well. Yeah. Like it's just so, it is so nice to see how he's just riding every point with Demon Uh Port Macquarie Pearl says, I love salt as much as the next bloke, but stock cubes, kidney failure in a neat package right there. 
I think the myth has been Shellhaven busted. doctor, can you please text back in? Yeah, are you a real doctor? If so, if so. can you give us some help? What's going on? <laughs> uh, breakfast is powered by Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. Get your text in for Clint Newton. He's coming up after 7 o'clock, 0457 736 736. Welcome back to Summer Breakfast. It's Monday the 22nd of January and on this day, Michael Hutchins was born in 1960, the lead singer of In Excess. Yeah, it's before my time. Yeah. I don't know how old you are. I'll ask you off air. It's rude to ask someone's age on air anyway. I'm 32. So young. I lied. I'm 32. Because <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were 32. <laughs> uh, he would have been 64 today, Michael Hutchins. Uh, so he's twice our age. Brian Lara made his first class debut in 1988 for Trinidad and Tobago. Man, could they use him today. Uh, Australian actor Heath Ledger sadly passed away on this day in 2008. 2008? What, you're thinking longer? Or no, not that long. Far out. So how old is that Batman movie? Was he in Batman? He was the Joker. Oh, oh That was course, his last role, course. remember? He got really dark for that yeah, role right. and never really came out of it. Oh. 2008. So that would, see, see, that would have... We were still at I school. I thought maybe a bit longer. Really? Yeah. Well, we were still at school. I thought we were well out of school by the time Heath Ledger kicked the bucket. Uh, I don't... I don't know. What are you laughing over? It's not a laughing matter, Dan. It's very sad. Uh, former rugby league star Terry Hill was born in this day in 1972. Happy 52nd birthday to Terry Hill. A lot of birthdays. A lot of birthdays. A lot of stuff going on the 22nd of January. All right. few text messages coming through for Clint Newton. Some of them I'll read. Some of them I won't. Uh, 0457736736 if you've got a question for Clint Newton, particularly around that Ronald Volkman situation. Uh, if you're listening through SENQ 693 AM in Brisbane, Goodbye to you. Patton Heels make their return to the airwaves. Up next, Patton Heels are back. Where's Vossi and Brandy? Yeah. What are they doing? I want to sleep in. If you're listening on SEN 7, 1170 AM here in Sydney, plenty more to come, including, as we said, Clint Newton from the RLPA. Welcome back to Summer Breakfast. You're with Julissa Apps and James Magnuson. Big stories overnight. We've all woken up to no more Aussies in the Australian Open. The dream is up. over. Some of us woke up. Some of us have stayed awake all night and witnessed that. Uh, Alex Dimonor went down. Six love in the last set to Rublev to be knocked out of the Australian Open. Let's have a listen to what Alex Dimonor had to say after his loss. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a tough, tough match too. Um, yeah, uh, to finish up my, my campaign here, obviously... Had aspirations for for more, but um, yeah, my time here was cut short. Uh, Andre deserved the win today. He he played too good um, in the fourth and fifth set. He kind of, um, in my eyes, just let go and started swinging freely and caught a little purple patch. And yeah, it was. Uh, was too good in the end. He needs to pause more in between sentences. That was really easy listening. 
Um, <laughs> wow. Why are you just why do they all, They all start sounding a little bit Euro. Like even his phrasing and terms that he was using then started sounding like a bit Euro. I guess they spend so much time overseas. Do you reckon he he'd have, is he rich enough to have a house in Monaco? Not yet. Well, he doesn't live. He doesn't live in Australia. He doesn't. Yeah, right. No, I can't remember where he lived. I know Tommy had a house in Monaco or an apartment in Monaco when he was early in his career. It seems to be the go. He you lives get... in Monaco. There you go. Yeah. So aren't you all across <laughs> residences? Tax. Yeah. <laughs> tax. Um, um, yeah. Couple um, more wins, and I reckon I would have got the. Nah, not really. But uh, it's worth it. You pay. I think it's you pay like a fee when you become a citizen, an extra two million dollars on top of whatever house you bought or what uh, property to yeah. become a citizen, and then no tax. Love it. Um, it's so sad for him because when you're watching it, you just feel like there was not much more he could have done. Tried his heart out. Yeah. Probably just needs to get a bit more power about him. Needs to hit what's your gym? Do you want to plug it? Tribe Marrickville. Yeah, Tribe. Needs to hit Tribe. I don't know if we can make him any taller, but we can definitely make him stronger. But the yeah, problem is it's, it's such a trade-off though because he's so fit and agile around the yeah. court. That yeah. bit of extra strength may cost him a meter or two in speed yeah. or he might not be able to do the splits and like he, he was. he bulked up hugely over the past it's just a small frame, isn't he? You'd think probably now at his age, what is he? I think he's like 24, 24. 25. Yeah, he's 24. So his body's not really going to. All right. Plan for him. Okay. Have a kid. Oh. And get dad strength. Okay. It's the thing. You never heard of dad strength? In athletics or in you, like athletes? Just life. Like as, as a young boy, um, you know, if you try and fight your dad or wrestle your dad when you're a young kid, you realize how strong dads are. So yeah, you get right. dad strength when so you have a kid. To... Pop on out. Well, not yeah. him, but he's... Jesus. Does uh... he have a... No, his partner's a tennis player, right? Mm-hmm. Well, she needs to take one for the team, pop out a kid and give Alex Demonor men's... What rare kind of... Do you... Is this the kind of... Like, you do do a bit of work with athletes, don't mm. you? Is this the kind of advice that you're giving them? Usually, uh, young budding athletes. So I'm not telling them to have kids. <laughs> but yeah, right. I think Alex Demonor needs dad strength. Okay. Uh, let's stay on tennis, and well, look, we're going to stay quirky as well. Sabalenka. Sabalenka's <laughs> <laughs> been signing people's heads. Have a listen to this. We just like to do weird shit, guys. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we just started this. <laughs> I mean, I just did it before the first match, and after after I won the first match, I just told Jason, it's my fitness coach, I told him, like, well, I guess it's a routine right now. And he's like, he's really, he's not happy with that, but he understands everything. <laughs> a little superstition, maybe? I mean, I think so, yes. <laughs> wow, that was funny. <laughs> um, no, Sabalenka's been signing the head of a fitness coach. Uh, so we were talking superstitions. She did it once, she won, she keeps doing it. Uh, superstitions for me, J.A. I had a superstition where I would wear the same pair of goggles until I lost the race in them. Yeah. Which at times was starting to get super risky because the same pair was starting to look pretty beaten up. And walking out for a big race, looking at these goggles going, is today the day they fall off? Uh, superstitions for you... Uh, Eating stock cubes, Vegemite by the tablespoon. These are are pastimes. Just pastimes, okay. You don't have any superstitions. No, no, I mentioned one that I keep a 
$50 note in my wallet that my uncle gave me and said, if you keep this in your wallet forever, you'll always have money. Mm. You um, never had like a before a big live cross or something before your first live cross even. There wasn't anything that you did to quell the nerves. No. No? Nothing. I don't even, do you know, I don't even write down what I'm going to say. Really? It just comes out. Whatever, whatever's coming out, that's what you're getting. Look out. Look out. Back, back to you. <laughs> Do you have any superstitions? 0457 736 736. If you've got a really good superstition, I want to hear from you. 1300 01 1170. Give us a call. Uh, Pedro the Rooster says he thinks he missed out on the dad strength. No, it's a thing. It's a thing. I'm going to do a quick whip around the SEN office and ask all our dads, do they get stronger after they have a kid? Res- just just wrestling your kids? or just No, no, no. It's just a dad strength. Even, you know, you shake hands with a dad and they you, you can feel the dad strength. What? Yeah, flowing through uh, their veins. That is so funny. Uh, well, a lot of the mums on tour say that the, like, the strength that they've come back with after having a baby is yeah. different. Yeah. Well, you but, hear I mean, stories about cool, like, you hear stories about mums lifting cars off kids and stuff. They mm. get superhuman strength. Yeah, dads just have general dad strength. It's a thing. Yeah, every every boy out there knows that like dads have dad strength. The Aussies in the doubles still count as Aussies, don't they? I mean, yeah, yeah but this is say, us doubles. saying that. This is us saying that there's no Aussies left in the draw. I don't know. Are you going to stay watching the doubles? Do you watch doubles? If I was down there, I would. You would watch doubles? I watched, uh, yeah, but are you tuning in at night to watch the doubles or are you now going to watch Djokovic and the, the singles? What time of night am I awake till? Your time. Yeah, I'll watch anything. <laughs> I'll, watch, I'll watch it all. Okay. I didn't know they still had those channels on pay TV. I thought they got rid of them. Uh, all right, time now to talk to Clint Newton from the Rugby League Players Association. Clint, quickly off the top, do you have any superstitions from your playing days? Mm. Yeah, morning. Uh, yeah, I had a few, um, probably more than I wanted. Uh, I got rid of a few by the end of my career. Um, but uh, yeah, I, my first ever game I played for the Knights just in Jersey Flag. I, I went out last and ended up scoring a double. So I, for the rest of my career, I tried to run out last um, most of the time. Ooh, I like used that. to enjoy that one where they used to wait and wait in the sheds to try and sort of get get my anxiety going and mm. see who could try and push me. Yeah, that one. Obviously, my uh, uh, my speedos uh, that I used to wear washed. Obviously, not um, continuing to play with them unwashed, but um, the same same speedos. What did they look um, like by the end of the career? Uh, well, I had to change. I, I would change them uh, every probably every two years, you know, to to get a new new lot. Yeah, I don't think I could go with the um go the full lot from from eighteen to thirty four. <laughs> they, they would they would have ended up more like a jock strap than a set of speedos, I'd say, <laughs> you know, with the wear and tear. But, um, so yeah, but no, there was a, a few few ones few ones like that um, uh, that I used to have. But uh, yeah, no. Comes with a bit of OCD as well, so um, so yeah. I've heard that the undies or the the speedos was popular amongst rugby league players. Hey, um, can we get an update on on Ronald Volkman, Clint? So much in the news uh, about this situation, a very unique situation that that hasn't been seen for a while. But but where are we at now with Ronald? Yeah, you're 100 percent right, James. This is a unique situation. It's a pretty disappointing one as well. Uh, I hope that this is probably 
some evidence that goes to any doubters of why we sort of held, we held the line during the CBA because yeah. uh, a, a big part of this was about strengthening the terms and conditions for our members. Uh, just like every other worker out there, you, when you when you go to work, you want to know that you're properly protected, um, and that those that are responsible for looking after you um, will comply with their obligations. Um, and if they don't, then they'll be held accountable. Um, now, players aren't always shown the respect they deserve, um, just like other employees out there. Um, and we just we hope that you know that, again this sort of shines a light on some of that. But the process for a departing player at a club and, and joining um, another club should be pretty straightforward. Um, you know, the players given permission to talk to other clubs, a medical takes place, and then the termination occurs pretty quickly before a contract's then registered uh, with the new club. Now, what's happened in Roland's case is just completely, you know, jumbled up and, and botched, really. And the only person that's negatively affected is the player in this situation. Mm. So what what uh, what where to from now is one, a club going to cover this or does this now come under what you were telling me about I think about maybe six weeks ago when we spoke Clint the new player fund that you would, did push so um, strongly for in the CBA could could he maybe be covered by that or is this going to come back to one of the clubs? Well, yeah, I think the most important part is we have to start the process. Um, and work through it. I mean, I'm always in favour of everyone getting an opportunity to, to put their case forward, um, and due process has to be followed. So, again, what we'll be doing is, in, from our side of things, uh, we want to ensure that, um, that Ronald is fully protected and his contract um, is on foot, because that's certainly the way in which it should take place. But no player should be left in a situation where they're having to foot their own medical bills um, due to the fact that they've sustained an injury whilst performing obligations at the club. So, again, we'll work through that process first uh, and we certainly are hopeful for a positive outcome there and, and then we can explore some of the other things that are available. Just the common sense test from a average punter. Looking at it myself, I look at, all right, where was he injured at the Warriors? Workplace injury, who was your employee at the time? That's who... who covers the cost is is it that simple or you know i know he signed a, a release from the warriors afterwards does that take away any um responsibility from that for them or you know is there something that he signs when he when he leaves the warriors that says any payments or, or costs from now on are, are no longer our concern well usually in a situation you know when uh, you terminate a contract just like you terminate um, an employment agreement with uh, an employer um, you, you're, you're relinquishing those rights. Okay. However, um, at the same time, um, in these types of circumstances, which I haven't really seen before, uh, that's why it becomes important to ensure that due diligence was undertaken uh, in the treatment of a, of a person, particularly when they're responsible for ensuring that player does get um, gold standard treatment at the club, ha has taken place. And then, yeah. obviously, when they move to another club, particularly if they're training at their facility and they're, um, and they're performing all their obligations with their new employer, then obviously they should be protected as well. No player should be ever put in a situation where they're turning up at work without all the insurances and protections in place and performing their duties. It would be like both of you walking into the studio today without a contract um, and potentially falling over 
you know, as you're walking up the stairs, if you don't have a contract in place, then you're not protected. You know, so again, that's the due diligence that's required at clubs. I don't think it's unreasonable to expect people to uphold um, those standards mm. uh, and we'll, we'll be pressing forward. And with the player manager here, so, you know, the Dragons have to shoulder some responsibility, the Warriors potentially as well. The only one that really hasn't done anything wrong, from my view, is, is Ronald Volkman. But the player manager to sign that release before signing a contract with the Dragons, before doing a medical, what responsibility do they take in this scenario? Yeah, agents uh, obviously have a great responsibility, you know, to, to look after their, um, to their client and the player. Uh, obviously, from an RLPA's perspective, we negotiate all the collective terms and conditions in which has to be followed by the club. And ultimately, then the agent must you know, ensure that, that they work within the parameters in which we've secured. Um, and that's, you, you're 100% right, uh, a player shouldn't be in a position where a termination um, occurs and then there's several days that go past before... Um, a player has a contract that's registered with the NRL. So, yep, that's all part of part of this process, and that's why, as I said, this is an incredibly unique situation, which seems as though there are many parties that have, have played a role in this. Um, but at the same time, um, we can't control that now. Uh, what we need to do is ensure that um, Ronald is protected and that he has provided uh, a fair opportunity to put his position forward with us. And then the other separate part of this is, you know, now, um, not that I would have thought this was required, but it seems as though there needs to be, you know, further communication provided out to the industry to ensure that, or to certainly minimise the chance of this ever happening again, because it just just can't. Clint, I don't know if you can answer this um, specifically on him, just because of privacy and things like that, but mm. when he would have felt some sort of injury or something there? Would he have maybe not known how serious that was? Or perhaps is there a pressure to not say anything when you've got all these negotiations going on? Or I'm just wondering, like, is it potentially like he was like, oh, I've just got a bit of soreness, but uh, it not not actually have known how serious it was? Yeah, it's a good question, I think. It's like, again, like anyone in the workplace, um, you do, there, there is responsibility for the player to, to bring information forward, um, and that's all part of this process. But we're confident mm. um, that that Ronald's acted um, uh, diligently and worked through that process. Uh, and again, he's not a medical expert. Yeah, so yeah. It's no different to you, to you, James. If you were um, in your past career, like if you're saying to someone that, "Hey, I've got an issue here," um, then it's on the the employer or the people that are responsible for looking after you to, to do the right thing and work through their appropriate checks and balances. Now, if that hasn't taken place, um, then that's where that comes into the conversation. So, um, but yes, like largely, yeah, that, that would be the expectation as well. So again, we're not looking for players to have get out of jail free cards here. Mm. Um, because yeah. again, that's, that's not fair. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, where a player has, anything forward, then we expect people to act accordingly. Yeah. Hey, on a slightly lighter note, Clint, uh, I'm hearing rumours around the halls here at SEN from some of our own, like Justin Ho, that there's a chance you may be lacing up the boots shortly again. Come back on the cards. Oh. Well, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't want to... Um, uh, I was hoping there was going to be a, a bigger announcement than just um, releasing it here, but maybe there is no bigger announcement <laughs> than, um, on SEN with, with both of you. But, um, but yeah, there's this no is as big as you get. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah... Um, so yeah, after um, after a lot, lots of um, careful consideration, uh, I um, I will be putting the boots back on um, this um, this at the end of this week in the Nines Premier League tournament. The RLPA um, is putting a team into the tournament, and uh, and yeah, I'll be part of the part of the team in the inaugural team. I think it's a good opportunity there. Um, good chance to uh, blow the cobwebs off um, mm. the boots and the speedos, James, and, um, <laughs> and, and uh, take the field with a few of my old um, uh, old rivals and, and teammates with the likes of, you know, Willie Mason and Justin Horrow and Chris McQueen and um, Sam Thiday and uh, Dale Copley and um, uh, and a number of others. So, yeah, no, it's, um, it's shaping up to be a, uh, a good tournament. To be fair, I probably didn't realise how serious the tournament was and... Mm. Um, uh, when there's uh, a number of youngsters getting around there um, that are playing in the Q Cup and the like that yeah. are probably vying for spots in their um, yeah. in the season ahead, and there's some prize money there. But I think we've got enough uh, enough artillery to um, make it interesting. That's for sure. It's a good side. Jeremy Lattimore was trying to recruit me to come up and play, and I was <laughs> I was seriously thinking about it. But then when he started rattling off some of the names like you just did, then Clint, and saying there was prize money. And saying how there was some young up and coming players who basically go full bore, I was like, ah, leave me out. Thank yeah. you. I was thinking it was going to be a nice, fun thing, maybe like a hold for three rather than <laughs> full contact. But he said he reckons he play. I think he's played the last couple of years, and he said it, it, they go full bore. Even when like you get those footy players go back to the country competitions just to you know have a bit of a like ex footy players. Yeah, everyone wants to tackle them, and you yeah. know, like it's a real. It's, it's Let not. alone a six foot five swimmer that stands out like dog's balls. Yeah. I would have the biggest <laughs> target on my head ever. Yeah. Yeah. I think there might, there might be some targets on a few people, but as I said, I think, um, I think one thing that I reckon we will win is the, is the bander and the sledging. So I think, um, who knows, there might be some guys getting mic'd up for the, mic'd up for the event. So, uh, again, we've got some, some of the great sledges of our, of our, uh, of the Bond mirror. Um, playing so it should be should be good fun but look it's it's just a really good opportunity for us um, to work uh, to put a team in uh, particularly with the launch of our new uh, past player and transition program um, and leveraging leveraging this chance to engage our past players Uh, it should be a great couple of days uh, to bring players together so uh, we've got our launch up there uh, this Thursday night um, with um, Bolter Brewing uh, with our past player NRL and NRLW players. Mick Fanning's going to be there for oh. a Q&A. We know Mick is a massive rugby league supporter, yeah. uh, particularly uh, the Penrith Panthers. So, um, so yeah, it's a great opportunity for us to bring past players together. And Tommy Simons has done a great job um, with the recruitment of Keegan Hicksgrave and, and Joe Nullivale, uh yeah. into our into our team. So it's a really critical space for the RLPA moving forward. It was another reason why we... Um, you know, dug our heels in in the CBA and uh, and and fought hard to to get an increase in investment in, uh, in this space because it has been um, it has been a probably an underinvestment um, and a, and largely a lot of um, 
things are required to, to be advanced and move forward like other codes. And we've, we've been sort of left at the barriers a little bit um, the last few years, but there's been some great job. But now I've got some guaranteed investment and uh, some good people to further support the programs that have been initiated and, and what we can drive forward. We're going to see if we can get our hands on some of this mic'd up audio. Yeah. Remember Willie Mason did the one for Sturlow's show, I think it was? That that gets re-released every yeah. couple of months. Yeah. Massive. Um, all right, thanks for joining us, Clint. Good luck yeah, thanks, at the Clint. nines. Uh, dust off those Speedos. Uh, hopefully they've stood the test of time and uh, we look forward to hearing how you go. No, thank you very much. I appreciate the opportunity and uh, both of you have a great week. Thank you. you. The Breakfast Show this morning brought to you by Bryden's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness, contact Bryden's Lawyers. Welcome back to Summer Breakfast. Some quick feedback coming through on the Clint Newton chat. Uh, To my way of thinking, the player is 100% responsible to tell the club about your injury. He couldn't pass the ball. He must have known it was pretty serious. That's from Kane. Uh, Pedro the Rooster says, hey, Clint, surely Volkman's manager should have advised him not to train until he was uh, covered. Thoughts? Uh, Yep, makes sense. Bing says, hi, team. If the Dragons are saying they have no responsibility, then why was Ronald there? Does this mean that anyone can attend a Dragons training session? (laughs) Fair. uh, Jeremy says, so Volk couldn't pass a footy and he wasn't aware something was wrong. Okay, dot, 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 dot. All right, plenty more to come, but uh, for now, the news. Thanks, Vanessa. Welcome back to Summer Breakfast, powered by Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building to Australia together. If you're just waking up, Jealous. you've got that Alex Demon or hangover, uh, here's some of what's making news. As I just alluded to, no more Aussies left in the singles at the Australian Open. Very sad night following Alex Dimonor's loss. Went down six love in the last set. He was right in it, J.A. He did until some that good trying. Set. He was some good <laughs> trying. He gets the participation medal. Uh, Brisbane Heat will host the Adelaide Strikers tonight on the Gold Coast. The Sydney Sixers await the winner in the BBL final on Wednesday night at the SCG. Usman Khawaja has been progressing well through concussion protocols and will be assessed again today prior to a return to training. Liverpool had a 4-0 win over Bournemouth in the Premier League this morning, cementing their spot on top of the EPL ladder. Uh, Last place, Sheffield United equalised with a penalty in the 13th minute of stoppage time to salvage a 2-2 draw with West Ham. Let's have a listen to the audio of that. Maybe new optimism for Sheffield United that their goose might not be cooked just yet. McBurney goes for it. Was he fouled by the goalkeeper? The goalkeeper has fouled him. Penalty for Sheffield United. High drama. High jeopardy at Bramall Lane. A club desperately grappling for a route off the bottom of the table. And that goal is crucially important. Four home Premier League games in a row. Four goals for Ollie McBurney. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) The Sydney Kings have gone down at home to the Perth Wildcats at 104 to 98. It was Perth's sixth straight game and Titans their hold on a top two spot. The Kings are sitting fifth on the ladder. Uh, phone lines are open now and we have uh, availability, availability. Call us, one 300 Hey, we wanted to, we were talking earlier about superstitions. Mm. 
Um, I want to hear some good superstitions from people. Yeah, uh, someone's text in, but there's no number on it. It ends in no name on it. it ends in nine one nine. Please put a name just in case you. It's a follow up to another text, and we don't like because we don't always look at the numbers. Because this person said, "Must be a slow news day." I've given you who will ultimately foot the bill. I work in the industry. Is that a previous text that we haven't seen? Not sure. We'll but, do some digging. But you need to stir up interest. L O L. I, I don't think anyone knows who's footing the bill at the moment. So I'm curious as to what industry you're in, who you think will foot the bill, but please text back in. All right, time now for this. Make it look easy with Sportsbet. Chances are you're about to lose. Nick Ashman from Sportsbet joins us on Summer Breakfast. Hey, Nick, just quickly, any superstitions of yours? Yeah, yeah, morning, Miss Old Jaleesa. Uh, yeah, I do actually. I wear odd socks when I'm at the racetrack. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, I'm a big horse racing fan, and it goes back to about 10 years ago when I was working uh, for the Daily Telegraph. I think it was. I was in a, <clears throat> a protest from uh, Karen McAvoy against James McDonald. And uh, I'd spoken to K-Mac after the race. He looked like he had half a chance of winning it. And I was in for big collect if he got it. We're sitting in the stewards room and James McDonald, who was an apprentice at the time, now the absolute star of the world in the, in the pigskin, he, uh, he looked distracted. Anyway, at the end of it, he came out to the media and they said, oh, what, was, you know, what happened there? And he said, I was distracted by Nick Ashman's socks, these bright, <laughs> odd-coloured wow. socks. And so as a result of wearing them, I... Uh, Possibly picked up more money than I should have done. <laughs> but now I wear odd socks everywhere I go. I feel like racing Probably. is full of superstitions. Oh, like hunting, but particularly. Hunting, yeah. But yeah. you know what the one that really annoys me is when someone goes, I always bet on the grey. Wow, you're so original. <laughs> you're so different to everyone. They're probably tipping better than I am at the moment, though, Jaleesa. Oh, <laughs> I wasn't going to bring it up, Nick. I wasn't going to bring it up. I was going to uh, let I've you. I've got another um, one for you today. Oh, yes. Do you? Great. Nice. I, That's I what love, we want. I love chatting to you, before, before we get to that, Nick, uh, Alex Dimonor out last night. No more Aussies left in the Australian yeah. Open. Um, how's that market shaping up mm. now? Yeah, well, look, he lost to Andre Rublev in that five-seater that you guys just touched on. He now plays, uh, Rublev plays Yannick Sinner in the quarterfinals. Sinner, $1.20, expected to beat Rublev there. Novak won yesterday in straight sets. He's $1.07 to beat Taylor Fritz in the quarterfinals. And all eyes tonight will be on Carlos Alcaraz, the number two seed who takes on Kikmanovic uh, at 7 o'clock. $1.02 for Alcaraz, so... Uh, He's expected to get through to the quarterfinals, and so too Daniel Medvedev, the Russian. Uh, he's at number two uh, of, uh, to, to get through as well, guys. So, bit to play out today. Very much so. What about the NFL playoffs? Yeah, well, we're just underway now. The Bucks, uh, Tampa Bay, are playing the Detroit Lions. It's three all. Uh, Detroit in player dollar twenty seven expected to win. We've got the Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Buffalo Bills, who are in good form at present. The Bills are dollar sixty five. And then uh, we then we play on to uh, next Sunday with the Bills and the Ravens and the Chiefs and the Ravens. Uh, so we'll see what we'll see what unfolds there, guys. But uh, Chiefs and the, the Bills, dollar uh, sixty five for the Bills looks a pretty good price of mine. I'm assuming this is a betting market, but I have no idea where we're going here. I've got in my notes the world's most livable city. Because I was asking Nick to um, have mm. like some niche markets, and he has come through. All the time. So who who really names one. this world's most livable city, Nick? Well, it's the uh, it's based on the the Economist Global Livability Index. Uh, I have no idea. It's a bit like the old twelfth man, you know, minus the number of uh, spanners in the Synchrome tool set. Uh, <laughs> Vienna's your dollar eighty three favourite. Copenhagen two fifty. Melbourne five dollars. Sydney eight fifty. 
No one's heard of Wagga? I was in for five years and left to come back to Sydney. <laughs> How did that work? What about Wagga? What about anyway. Bathurst? Bathurst, uh, not on the list, but you can get 26 bucks about Adelaide. Mm. That's Bathurst, uh, should be longer. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Nick, what was the what was yeah. the horse tip for us? Okay, so race six today, Coffs Harbour, race six, number six, so 66, the Devils. Ooh. Numbers. Uh, celebrities, though, $9. Had two runs north of the border, ex-Victorian, that's moved up to New South Wales. He's loving his new life up here, and I reckon he'll appreciate a bit of sting out of the ground. So there's a bit of a wet track up there today. You can get nine bucks about him. Oh, nice. Very good. Love it. Like that. Mm. All right. Thanks, All right. Nick. Talk to you later. Thanks, Nick. See you tomorrow. Bye, guys. Make it look easy with Sportsbet. Chances are you're about to lose. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. All right, stay with us because we're about to discuss who needs to pull up their socks. It's for Underworks, for all-day comfort, everyday quality, and everyday style. It has to be all-day socks by Underworks. Get your nominations in right now on the text line 0457 736 736 and tell us who needs to pull up their socks. We'll get to your nominations next. Breakfast show is thanks to Bryden's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness, contact Bryden's Lawyers. Now making room again, flicking down to fine legs. Stephen O'Keefe under it, and there's the win for the Sixers. Steve O'Keefe takes the catch, Matthew Kuhneman out, and Ben Dwarshus grabs five. The Sydney Sixers are into the final for BBL 13. A comprehensive win over the Brisbane Heat. The Sixers, led by Ben Dwarshus, are through to the final. That's Mark Braybrook on SEN calling the Sydney Sixers win over the Brisbane Heat on Friday night. Am I to assume from that audio he's a Brisbane Heat fan? Not sure. Didn't sound pumped for the Sydney Sixers. They now host the Big Bash final on Wednesday night at the SCG. How good, J.A.? They await the winner of tonight's match between the Strikers and the Heat. Preference? Do we care who the Sixers play or they're just going to spank either team? Strikers. We want them to spank Adelaide. I I feel like, well, no, because I just feel like uh, Heat can get themselves out of a certain loss. They've done that all season. Yeah. So I don't have as You're much You're going to go to the game? Uh, unfortunately, I can't because there's something else on. But um, Not sleep. Not sleep. No. no I wish. Uh, tomorrow on the show, we'll be joined by Jordan Silk from the Sydney Sixers ahead of that game. That'll be a massive day. Uh, all right, J.A., who needs to pull up their socks? For underworks, all-day comfort, everyday quality, and everyday style, it has to be all day socks by Underworks. Get your nominations in 0457 736 736. Who needs to pull up their socks? People trying to hack my bank account. Mm. Just get in already. Like, yeah. I'm so sick of having to change my numbers on everything. All right. Because, like, I get a call and it's like, oh, your credit card, you know, you've been compromised. We're sending you a new one. But then your credit card is linked to everything. So I didn't pay my Telstra bill. We all know the drama of that last week. Maybe you don't. Maybe you weren't listening to us, James. I heard about it. Drama. Yeah. We all know that. My insurance for my car wasn't paid. I couldn't drive my car. Like, there was so much that I'm now... Just take the money. Is it because I've been overseas, do you think? I think it's because you're signing up to too many adult websites. I think you maybe needed a separate card for those. I I think you and I live very different lives, James. (laughs) And I... Don't know that that's it. Okay. But good. Thanks for the tips. Okay. I'm sorry. Uh, I'll tell you <laughs> who I need to think, uh, who I think needs to pull up their socks. So they're expecting 30,000 fans 
who missed out on tickets to flock to the MCG, not in the MCG, around the MCG, to try and hear some snippets from Taylor Swift's live show. They're going to stand outside the stadium just to try and hear some echoes of Taylor Swift as she performs live. Pull up your socks. Surely you got something better to do. Yeah, do you think it's one of those things where hype builds hype? Like I yes. heard people getting Taylor Swift tickets that I had never heard of. Like I was like, I, do you really want to go to that concert? And I feel like everyone was just a bit caught up in like, I need the tickets, you know? Well, I didn't realise, I, I know there's Taylor Swift uh, hysteria, what? but you, you know when there, there's like, who's the band? One Direction hysteria. It's because all the girls love One Direction. You know, they want to date a One Direction guy. What's the the Taylor Swift thing? I mean, it's not a... Maybe they like her talent. Yeah, I know, but I didn't, I didn't realise there was that much hysteria around Taylor Swift. Yeah. I guess I do now. All right, let's get back on track. Warrior Holic from Wellington's rung in. You can ring in during the show, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Wants uh, to talk about Taylor Swift. No, it does not. <laughs> I'm hoping not. Warrior Holic, good morning. Morning, team. Yeah, I can tell you all about Taylor Swift, mate. I've got an eleven year old daughter. Oh uh, did you so get are tickets? You going? <laughs> oh no way, mate. She's <laughs> <laughs> not paying two grand for for that carry on, but say, um, pull up your socks has got a one of them's gotta to go to Ronald Boltman as manager for me. Yeah. Um, a lot of the rhetoric in the media has been around both the clubs and how bad they were. Look, James, have you ever done a shoulder? Yep, I have. I've had a shoulder recur. And tell me you don't know that something's wrong after you've done that. I've done my road heater cuff. Mm. And when I tweak it again, I know straight away. So I think um, he knew, would have known something's up. He's tried to put one over the Dragons to sneak in their door because he knew that he was sort of down the pecking order in the Warriors. And I love the guy. But... I think him and the, him and the manager are largely to blame here for trying to put one over the Dragons and they got found out. All right. Ronald, manager. Do, who is the manager, J.A.? Uh, it's, um, I, I want to check before I say it. Yeah. Because. It's on the tip of my tongue as well. Is, Not sure. Yeah. I'm mailing it to you, but mm. the listeners don't know that. Pull up your socks. Uh, Ronald Volkman's uh, manager. Thanks, Warrior Holic, for the call. Uh, the lines are open all morning, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. We've got some prizes to give away as well, so the best contributors for today will win one of our prizes. Get involved. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy is the open line. And as always, we're here for Bryden's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness, like Ronald Volkman, contact Bryden's Lawyers. Welcome back to Summer Breakfast with Jaleesa Apps and James Magnuson. We've been talking superstitions this morning. After Sabalenka has a very strange superstition which she revealed. We'll talk about that in just a moment with Brett Phillips when we talk all things tennis. Hey, I just remembered a superstition oh, go while on. we're in the break. Go on. So when I was a teenager, I false started in races a couple of times, in big races. One time I flinched on the block, won nationals, finished, result came up, winner, redid the results, DQ. So my dad would never watch the start of one of my races. I'm talking if he's in the stands at the Olympic Games, he he was watching that race. So if he was standing in the stands at the Olympic Games, he would turn around, put his back to the pool while they did the start. And then once the race was in the water and there was no groan from the crowd, he would turn back around and watch the race. 
So he he was had a superstition. He must have blamed himself for the false start. Did I don't you, know did why. Did you tell him that, or he just like did you tell him to do that, or he just no, did it himself? He just did it. I didn't really know about it until mm-hmm. later on, but that was his superstition. Uh, Dan Texan, he says uh, the sound has got to be ending on a five or a zero. Zero. Totally agree, James. Yeah, you're a savage, Lisa. Absolute savage. Eleven is just where it's nice no. for me. No, no, it's no, no, just, no. You nice. need some structure in your life. Uh, hey, another no, I, story. My partner would disagree. <laughs> in the swimming world, so uh, athletes being kicked out of the village the day after they finish yep, competing. Yep, yeah, yeah, Most pertinent to the swim team because they swim first week. They win all the medals just quietly. But then uh, they get sent home. Uh, yeah. Finally, the athletes have come out and had a say. So up until now, it's only been ex-washed-up athletes having a say. Allah, <laughs> me here on SEM. You but, wrote an article. Uh, Ariane Titmus has come out and had a say on this. Here's what Ariane said to, had to say. After you've worked so hard to go to the Olympics, to be removed from that entire environment as soon as you finish, it's a ripoff. I completely understand the reasoning behind it, that you want every Olympic athlete in the Australian team to have the best possible chance to perform the best that they can. But... Not having Australian athletes in the village isn't going to remove the noise Mm -hmm. or the partying from every other athlete around the world. The Australian swim team are the major medal winners for our country. We don't get to go to the opening ceremony because we're racing the first day. Mm -hmm. Now we don't get to go to the closing ceremony. We literally miss out on the entire Olympic experience other than the racing. Yeah. Amen, Ariane. Yeah. Thank you for coming out and saying that. Thank you as a current athlete for speaking up for the other current athletes. I agree. Probably a bit late though. Needed to do it when this was kind of, like we've all, everyone's kind of moved on. Well, Needed to, they're then, still holding out hope that the AOC may change their mind. The, be, the best opportunity they had for the AOC to change their mind was when it was really fresh in everyone's mind. It was a hot button sort of issue. Yeah. And there could have been a really quick backflip. I think the AOC is going to dig its heels in now and go, no, we've made the decision already. Win joy you want. But it's been, and I agree with her. I, could, uh, yeah. I agree wholeheartedly, but it's a shame they didn't come out earlier. It is. It, I'm, I'm not 100% sure why the athletes have waited this long to come out if they were given advice not to say anything or, or why they've changed their minds now. But all I can say is if they want to stay in the village, more athletes need to come out and speak their mind. It, it makes absolutely zero sense to me. you pay for it yourself? I mean, no. they shouldn't have to, but... They don't pay for it. The AOC doesn't pay for it. It's the International Olympic Committee that pays for it. It's no expense. No, no, no to, I'm not saying it's a. Should you be I'm able to? I'm not saying it's a money issue, but can they just go? You know what? Like, cool. Your rules are there. Um, we're going to just take this on ourselves, and we're going to stay. They and, can stay in. And we'll foot the bill or something. They can stay in Paris in accommodation. Yeah, that's not fun. No, but and also but expensive. Also, yeah, what do you think's left available in Paris yeah, yeah, during yeah, the Olympic Games? Yeah. Absolutely nothing. Well, broadcasters all have that. Mm. Look, look, yeah, I, look, I. I agree with the premise of the argument. This is weird. Yeah. So thank you, Ariane, for coming out and speaking out. Hopefully more athletes jump on board. Hopefully there's a groundswell of support behind the athletes and we can change something. Can they do something about, like, what could they protest with? To Say we're not going to swim? Like, that's yeah, literally where you're going to get all your medals. The, the swimmers now are basically mercenaries. We fly them in. No opening ceremony for you guys. We'll yeah, yeah. fly you in, you race, you win our medals, and then you piss off. That's literally what it is. Yeah. Like, the AOC has one job every four years, to look after the athletes and give them an Olympic experience. Yeah. Not in this case. Yeah. 
It's in my opinion, it's it's a disgrace. Would they? They would never say that. They, they would never be like, "We're not going to swim." No. No. Because guess what? Some other young swimmer will step exactly. up and say, hey, I'll swim. Yeah, exactly. Mm. We've never been united in a cause like that within the swimming world, but um, that's that's the only that's the only card they hold, really. Yeah. Uh, all right. Tennis. Let's Can we play this off the top of the bat for BP, Dan? Uh, this is the audio of Sabalenka talking about her current superstition. We just like to do where she guys, sorry. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we just started this. <laughs> I mean, I just did it before the first match, and after after I won the first match, I just told Jason, it's my fitness coach. I told him like, well, I guess it's a routine right now, and he's like, he's really, he's not happy with that, but he understands everything. <laughs> a little superstition, maybe. I mean, I think so. Yes. <laughs> All right, we've been talking superstitions this morning, BP. Uh, have you got any superstitions of your own? Ooh. Morning, guys. Um, oh, probably a lucky, lucky socks. Yeah. Okay. Can I ask you a question? If you're turning up the the um, sound on your remote on the TV, does it have to be an even number or ending in five or zero? <laughs> uh, if I turn down the sound on my TV, uh, what would be an acceptable number for the sound on your TV? Or are you just a normal, or are you just functioning human? It? No, I'm I'm just freeballing it. I'm going up. Have you heard I'm of any up. athletes uh, I, um, in around tennis that have strange? Oh, Rafael Nadal. Oh yeah, the well, guy's he's got a, to pick his undies five times. Yeah, he's and the obvious one. Line up his drink bottles. There'd be heaps cetera, in cetera. tennis. I bet you. What are we, what are some weird ones, BP? Yeah, he's the extreme, isn't he? Yeah. yeah everything. You won't, you won't walk on the lines. Uh, drink bottles have to be straight. Uh, you know, two towels, one in either corner. Um, yeah, he's probably the absolute most extreme. Uh, <laughs> off the top of my head, I can't think of any. Um, but, uh, yeah, they're all a bit eccentric at times, the uh, the tennis players, in little things that they, um, you know, they do out in the tennis court. They've all got their routines. And, yeah, but Rafa... Um, Rafa is definitely the one who stands out more than anyone else. All right. We're all struggling after no sleep last night, BP, because we're up watching the Demon. Uh, Let's talk Alex Demon or thanks to Wilson. Experience the ultimate summer of tennis with Wilson. Yes, Alex Demon or. Well, it was a... Unbelievable performance uh, to, you know, take a guy like Andre Rublev to uh, five sets. In the end, you know, a bit of an anti-climax, losing that uh, last set six love. I mean, once he got himself into that two sets to one lead, you know, won a couple of really, um, really tough tiebreakers. Uh, we didn't probably expect it to go the other way so dramatically. I mean, we knew there'd be a response from Rublev in the fourth set. Um, but to, you know, only uh, only win three games in the last two sets, yeah, it was a bit of a surprise. Um, but look, it had, you know, some unbelievable ball striking. It had, you know, some incredible rallies. I mean, these guys hit the ball so hard, just working each other over. I mean, it depends how you like watching a tennis match. I mean, it didn't necessarily have, you know, the variety. I mean, Rublev's a bit of a stand-and-deliver ball basher. And, uh, you know, Alex is, you know, um, obviously can go with these guys, which has taken him to uh, 10 in the world. So it was, it was a huge opportunity. But it just goes to show, you know, Rublev's had... He's two years older. He's been in the top 10 for longer. He's played some of these bigger matches at the Grand Slams. I mean, he's played in nine quarterfinals at the Slams. So down the stretch of matches like that, 
that stuff sort of counts, and he was just able to dial into just another level that Demon Orr's aspiring to get to, and he might be there in 12 months' time if he can consolidate his spot in the top 10. So, yeah, unfortunately, um, he couldn't quite see it through, but it was, yeah, it was something to call uh, <laughs> last night. It went, went for an eternity. BP, what could he do? What? How can Alex Demon Orr get better? Is there a limit to him? Because we know he's 24 now, so naturally his body is developed and he's certainly bulked up a lot more in the last few years. Like the difference when you go side by side from some of that footage a few years ago, it is really noticeable. There is no lack of effort there. Like even saving, you know, match point towards the end, he was just trying Mm -hmm. to, trying so hard. There's There's a great attitude there. Does he just not have the power and what, what more could he do? Well, he'll get better because each year he's put, been putting on some muscle and he's, um, you know, he's hitting the ball certainly harder. But if you look at last night, I mean, his fastest serve of the tournament's been, I think, 210K. So the players left in the draw going into yesterday, I think he was 17th fastest. So, yeah, no doubt he can beef up the serve because if he can get free points, it does make it easier to get through your service games. Uh, look, I mean, look at Rublev last night. He was absolutely spent. I mean, every player, the asset is every player knows they're in for one hell of a battle when they play Alex. So, you know, psychologically, that, you know, that you have to really dial in for that. And it means you're playing closer to the lines because Alex is stretching. You know he's going to get to everything. Um, so that's why he's in matches. In order for him to get to the next level, yeah, certainly um, certainly there's the, the power aspect. Um, you know, getting more points off his uh, first serve. You know, I'd love him to try and serve volley more at times, but you've got to come in on the back of a really good serve, so he'll grow confidence. I think he did it once during the tournament. And, you know, the, the, the biggest stat in tennis is the zero to four shot rally. So he's got to be able to start dominating those so you don't get into these grinding, you know, nine-plus mm-hmm. shot rallies, which the better players, you know, certainly can win. So, look, it's it's all little little things. The, the foundations are there, let me tell you. The foundations are strong. And let's hope he can consolidate his spot in the top 10 this year. That's going to be the first box to tick. The Aussies are done now in the singles. Are there any Aussies we can pin our hopes to for the doubles, potentially, BP? Well, Storm Hunter, yeah, she's still there, the world number one, uh, into the quarterfinals with uh, Katerina Sidiakova, the Czech Republic. So they're uh, partnering up. They've won uh, titles before. So Storm is in a good spot. You know, her and Maddie Ebden through to the next round in the mixed doubles. So she might have a dream week uh, yeah, potentially going all the way in both. And uh, Coco Goff and Jess Pagula, the top seeds, you know, out of the doubles with uh, the injury to Pagula. So it's opened up for a few pairings. But, yeah, Stormy is our best chance. I mean, after a good run in the singles, uh, you know, doubles is where she's excelled in the last uh, 12 months. So, yeah, let's hope she can keep going. What would you make more money for, uh, doubles in the women's or men's or mixed doubles? Uh, no, the conventional, yeah, men's and women's doubles. Uh, more yeah. prize money there. The mixed uh, don't get as much. Um, and there's not as many pairings. Obviously, there's the, I think it's, a, what is it, a draw, 32 draw, so 16 pairings. Um, but it's some handy extra cash, you know, for those that have <laughs> sort of bowed out early in the tournament yeah. or who don't go and have great runs in the singles. At least, you know, there's a bit of mixed doubles. They can earn some money as well. How many games would Storm be playing if she was in women's singles, women's doubles and mixed doubles? Wow. Yeah, well, gee, once upon a time, you know, go back to the great Margaret Court era, a different technology, different style of game. But, uh, you know, Margaret Court was playing um, all three formats regularly. You know, 24, what, singles title she won. She was always playing. That was the norm uh, back then. Obviously, it's much less now because it's just too taxing uh, to play. But, 
yeah, if she had kept going in the singles, normally, um, you know, if, if you're having a great run in the singles, you might, you know, withdraw from probably one of those other two or maybe even both to concentrate on that. But yeah, we wouldn't have known, uh, wouldn't have known the answer to that one. <clears throat> Can you tell us a little bit, BP, about some of the um, stars in action today? Carlos Alcaraz, in particular, he uh, is obviously uh, seed number two. And then we've also got interesting matches, Verev and uh, Nori as well. Yeah, look, last night on SEN, I had um, Stephen Huss uh, in the box with me, uh, 2005 Wimbledon doubles champion. He's doing some work on the in the Norrie camp and just said he is feeling really, really good. I mean, he's had a great rise the last two years to be inside the top 20. Uh, won a couple of tough matches here. And then, obviously, he's very, uh, you know, he's, he's dealing with a lot off court at the moment, which is a lot of publicity around that. And, you know, it seems like he can sort of um, separate that to getting in the heat of battle on court. You know, Zverev probably starts as the favourite. It's a huge opportunity to get into the quarterfinals. But, yeah, of all the matches uh, today, uh, that one's probably got the you know the biggest longevity um, to decide a spot in the quarterfinals. I could probably see that one going to, going, to, going to five sets. Who are you supporting now, BP, now that all the Aussies are gone? <laughs> Well, you know, I think certainly on the men's side, um, I mean, look, Djokovic, outright favourite, absolutely, by some margin. So I'm just keen to see, you know, uh, can Alcaraz deliver? Uh, only beaten him at Wimbledon, but this is the hard court of Melbourne where Djokovic has won 10 times. You know, that's the challenge. You know, Sinner to this point has been unbelievable. Um, I, I sort of look at Andre Rublev last night, and he's a character. I mean, he's highly emotional, and but he's one it's of the okay. great characters of the game. He's going to be in his 10th. Uh, he's going to be, yeah, it's all part of He just wears it hard on his sleeve. He just wears it out there. And I, I don't know. I, don't, I think that's, you know, if you're in the heat of battle playing, um, you know, that sort of high-level sport, um, it's hard to contain all the emotions. But, mm. you know, he's going to his 10th quarterfinal. I'd love to see him break through. He's never won a quarterfinal at the Slams in nine attempts. So I'd probably like to see him, you know, go through and uh, maybe make the final for the first time. All right. Enjoy another massive day of tennis, BP, and we'll chat to you tomorrow. Thank you, Tim. Cheers. Welcome back to Summer Breakfast with Jaleesa Apps and James Magnuson. We are here for Bryden's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness, contact Bryden's Lawyers. It was an awesome day down at Manly on Friday. We were there for sure on Partners Summer of Surf Series, J.A. Did you see that? Right I on the beach. to you. Oh, beautiful day. And I did day. see a couple of photos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys looked adorable. Thank you. Uh, it was great to be down there. Uh, Cooper Williams and Lana Rogers stormed home to take out the Open Ironman and Open Iron Woman honours. It was Cooper's first win of the summer. And in something usually unheard of, uh, there was a draw in the men's final for the swim with Northcliffe's Zach Morris and Redhead's Daniel Collins sharing the top of the podium. I guess they run out of the water across the line. I don't think they'd have electronic timing potentially, yeah, right, so you couldn't okay. split them. Yeah, okay. uh, plenty of other results across the weekend, and it was a great event. A big thanks to Shore and Partners Financial Services for being the major sponsor of the Shore and Partners Summer of Surf Series. And thanks for hosting us on Friday at Manly Beach. Awesome. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah, it's a shame I missed out. was but very tempted to jump in the swim when I found out the prize money on offer. Oh. But you had to win all four. What made you not do it? Didn't back yourself? Uh, to be able to do all, I think one was like up in Noosa or something. Oh, one was, right. yeah, oh, yeah, you okay, had to do four right. events. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. So I just couldn't yeah. be committing to that. Yeah. 
on a Friday morning. Yeah. Uh, hey, can I ask you quickly about oh, this weird God, connection we thing? Go. Can here I ask you? So you, you said to me in the break, do you ever connect Thursday I don't know how this even came and up. spoons, <laughs> the color blue? Yeah, like same vibes. You so know what you I mean? think certain things like, have like, a similar vibe? Yeah, like eight thirty is like Thursday, and it's also <laughs> it's also blue, and it's also like all that salt has gone straight <laughs> to your brain. So explain. Th- there was an article that you read that. Yeah. So then I was trying. Some to, of them made sense. Some was, of them that you read to me made sense. I was trying to prove to you that I wasn't going. I was actually mad. Well, I was more trying to prove to myself that I wasn't going completely mad because you guys looked at me like I was absolutely off it. Like, do you know what I'm talking about though? Not really. Like like things that, things have got the same energy. So like some people have like. The same energy. That was the word you used. Yeah. Things that have the same energy. Things have the same energy. Give us a couple. So like, um, this one makes sense. Like A and the number one. Yeah. Like, yep. Same, um, seven times seven. And Wednesday are the same. <laughs> right, right feels like even, and left feels like odd. Yes, you I feel agree with that, you there. Right? Yes, you can feel it. Yeah, so people you... that are left-handed are odd. That's yes. <laughs> so you're no? getting it. No, you're getting yeah, it. You, sweet. I mean, you were getting it. This person's like October eight thirty Thursday. All have the same energy. Um, Nike and Gatorade. <laughs> 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 I don't know what this person's on. I don't agree with this. Monday and apples. <laughs> Yellow and triangle. I see that. I feel that. You feel that? I feel that. You feel that. You feel that energy. Okay. Do you know what I mean? And they're like, some person's just held up a toothpaste and it says like this and Michael. <laughs> like the name Michael. <laughs> it feels the same. Oh, yeah. Okay. Do you know? What uh, do you know what I mean though? Like a... F- like, uh, like right-handed feels like fork to me. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, O-R-K, right? <laughs> O-R-K. F-O-R-K. <laughs> Does this not make sense to anyone else? I don't know what you do with your right hand there. Uh, all right. The open line is all yours between now and the end of the show. Give us a call. one three hundred o one eleven seventy. You've got prizes to give away. We've got a caller. We've got a caller. <laughs> yeah. The bag off the coast of WA. Please, uh, you've got to pull up your socks nomination bag. We're not going to delve into Jay's. Please J. bring some sense to the show. Yes, please. Well, I'll certainly attempt to. and uh, Pull up your socks. Look, I know you're only going to buy the kit of your own club, and I'm happy with the Sydney Roosters, but some of the, some of the training gear that's getting around at the moment, the designers of that need to pull up their socks. I cite the Gold Coast Titans. Mm. But they'd look more at home at Twin Services Bowling Club on the bowling green <laughs> there. What's that all about? <laughs> Can you pull that up, Jay? Well, yeah, I'm just doing a, doing a <laughs> Who's your team bag? What's their training kit like? Ah, uh, the Sydney Roosters is more looks of a traditional right. strip, good, yeah. strong colours. You know, the sponsors get out there. But yeah. it's just Ooh. very busy, some of those other ones. Like <gasps> the Rabbitohs with the hor- horizontal stripes, what's doing there. Uh, and the, the Brisbane Broncos, their training shorts. Like the, I don't mind coral pink, but for training shorts, it looks like a pair of pyjama shorts your grandmother would give you 10 years Ooh. ago. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on with this? Woodware- you're right, right? The Titans training tee for $72 too. You wouldn't, 72 you wouldn't bucks. wear fruit picking. No, it looks shocking. It looks like a, how do I explain this? It's a light, light blue shirt and it looks like a tiger's scratched it and unveiled 
some what would we call it, it? almost leopard print the, titans um, colors it reminds me of one of the world the australia world cup like the cricket ones i'm trying to think which year it's disgusting. I agree with you, Bag. That's a really good one. Pull up your socks. All right. Open line, all yours. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. As I said, prizes to give away. Give us a call. Chat to JA and talk some sense to her, please. Thanks, Vanessa. Welcome back to Summer Breakfast, powered by Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. All right. There's some important games this morning in the NFL. There's one underway. The Detroit Lions are hosting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's currently 10 all at half time. The winner will travel to San Francisco next week to take on the 49ers in the NFC Championship game. Then later this morning, the Buffalo Bills and Kansas City Chiefs will write another chapter in their rivalry. The winner will take on the Baltimore Ravens. So it's all heating up now in the NFL. All right, text line 0457 736 736. Hi, Essieners. Re the Olympics. I agree that the athletes should experience the whole experience from start to finish. Is there an athlete? Is, is there an athletes association that can support them, like the NRL Players Association? Chris from Wyong. Individual sports have individual associations. There no, there's no overarching Olympic association. Yep. Players Association for Olympians. Uh, there is a Swimmers Association. They would have very little, if any, say over the Olympic Committee because it's a weird scenario where individual sports come under an Olympic banner. Um, do they have any power over that? No, absolutely not. There's nothing that can be done there. Rob, I think, has got a better idea. He says, how hard would it be for an athlete to defect and compete for another nation to get the whole experience? If Ariane started swimming for a minnow nation, they'd name states after her. Oh, yeah. Rob's thinking. Yeah. Yep. They'd make statues after Ariane if she swam for Saudi Arabia. I don't. I Do you think this this will be like they'll reconsider it? I don't at this point. I think probably if the athletes had came, come out at the time, I think they could have made a quick decision. I think they'd, they'll dig their heels in now. You would need uh, athletes across all sports to come out united and say, this is how we feel. This is what needs to happen. I guess it affects the swimmers most, right? Because they don't yep. get the... Um, well, they're gone so early, but also they don't get the opening ceremony. and Yeah, I think uh, the statistics was Australia won two medals in the second week at the Tokyo Olympics. So pretty much all the medals came in that first week. So how those athletes in the second week are going to perform any differently, given that the swimmers weren't there in Tokyo, I'm not sure. It just doesn't. It makes no sense. Well, so don't you kind of, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, James, but don't you go and cheer on other yep. sports? Yeah, that's one of the biggest parts of the yeah. second week and experiencing the Olympics is going to other sports, supporting other, other Aussie athletes. Uh, closing ceremony is a huge part. It's, it's honestly, it's a disgrace. Uh, HP Robbo says, morning J&M. What are your thoughts on the Cricket Australia decision to drop Australia Day during the test? When will they drop Australia from the name of their organisations? As it seems... We must now be ashamed of being Australian so much. Sorry, so much for being an inclusive organisation. They seem to include everyone except Australians. I think. Going to make a political statement this morning. Uh, off no sleep. Off no sleep. Yeah. What What could go wrong? I think this was always going to happen because of it's happening. Like the tennis are also not doing Australia Day. Mm-hmm. Um. So I think probably 
cricket having a test on that day. Like the, I remember discussing this on breakfast radio a year ago. Yeah. So. Nothing's changed. I saw the tennis had an indigenous day the other day. Okay. During the yeah. Australian Open. That looked really cool. I don't know why you couldn't have both an indigenous day and an Australia day, but that's probably one more for Tom Costigan. Uh, my <laughs> Rob says, uh, my only rule is to quote the US office and say, I'm not superstitious, but I'm a little... How do you say that word? Stitious? Stitious. Yeah. It's not superstitious. It's just a little stitious. Or Gus Gould's wisdom. I don't believe in superstitions. It's bad luck. <laughs> yeah. But isn't it like the way that that's meant to be read? Oh, the text has just disappeared. But isn't that the way it's meant to be read? I'm not superstitious. I'm a little stitious. Ah, superstitious. That's how I read stitious. it. Yeah. No? I should have given you that one to read. I, do, I haven't watched The Office. That's my problem. Are you an Office fan? Uh, no. No, I don't actually watch anything, and not deliberately, but I don't watch anything that's not real. Like I watch only documentaries and sport. Wow. I just can't, something in my brain just will not compute mm, things. I'm starting to realize a few things about your brain. <laughs> <laughs> I'm seriously Something will concerned. not uh, invest the time into something I know is not real. Yeah, okay. So what if it's, what if it's not a direct, if it's a... True story reenacted in a movie or a book I need series. The, I need the doco. You need the doco. I love I love documentaries. Like mm. I've watched so many weird. That new one that's number one on Netflix. Oh, tell me, American Horror Story or something like that. It's about. That's it's like the not real a documentary. No, no, no. There's. It's not American Horror Story, but it's called something like that. It's about. Uh, it's a, a, apparently a, a real life Gone Girl. Oh, yeah. No, I have heard of this. Yeah. Number one on Netflix. I haven't watched that. Um, I don't have Netflix anymore, so I'll have to get Netflix. But anyone? Budget cuts? Or was that a credit card issue? Yeah, credit card. It's all credit card issues. Telling you those adult sites will get you every time. All being restored. Can anyone actually text in with any good doco like podcasts too? I'm running adult sites. I, I can just go to you, Fred, apparently. <laughs> you seem to know a lot. Uh, the big G. Morning, JJ. I can't sit down whilst watching a Panthers game at home and must be wearing a jersey can't sit down. and a homemade wristband a family friend's daughter made for me. Can't big sit G. down. Can't sit down. That seems like punishment. Do you have any, when you're watching the Raiders on TV, do, do you do anything specific? I feel disappointed and sad. <laughs> <laughs> like... Uh, no, I don't do any. Uh, sometimes I'll wear like my little jumper. Yeah. Like my little Raiders jumper. But I mean, that's not really. Why super- is it so little? Because I'm little. Oh, okay. Obviously. So I thought it was like a children's jumper or something. No, no, it's just a little yeah. jumper. Uh, no, but I don't do anything specific. What um, about um, if you're going to a game? Do you have a specific seat at the stadium in Canberra or? Wherever's free. Yeah. Okay. Free is in free, <laughs> yeah. free. As in that, what like, you that don't mean? have to pay for it or yeah, free like, is available? If, no, if you've got a f- free ticket, uh, yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. be in that seat. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you call a fair weather supporter. Uh, Brisbane Hill Morning JA Missile. It's a breakfast show tradition to jump on some buses. Read the tennis and Big Bash. What are your selections? So buses is in, yeah. you know, bandwagon. Yeah, thanks, mate. Yeah. Well, buses, <laughs> ba- bandwagon, right? Buses? I was getting confused with Bandwagons. Who's bought bandwagon? Why? I don't prescribe to tall poppy syndrome, so I actually am supporting Djokovic. I like to see someone do something freakish and break the record for okay. number of yeah. 
I, I like that stuff. I think that's exciting. Uh, I've been dying for a new tennis player to come through. And I think finally Carlos Alcaraz is that person we have been waiting for because I think we've had bits of tennis players that have looked like maybe they could challenge. But yeah. I think he's actually someone, particularly because he's so dominant on clay, he's kind of... Particularly because he's so dominant on clay, he's like Nadal, where if he can just get some, like the hard court as well, uh, he'll go on. And I'm jumping on the sixes because go Sydney. Did you see his Calvin Klein ads? James, <laughs> do you need your credit card removed? <laughs> All right, Texas Are Dream okay? Show. <laughs> Edgewater he's Holmes like Sex 21. Line. Yeah, we're only 32. Uh, we'll, we'll Age is just a number, J.A. Text line 0457736736. The Edgewater Homes Mortgage Fund. Get up to $1,500 a month off your home loan. T's and C's apply. That text number is 0457736736. And we are here for Bryden's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness, contact Bryden's Lawyers. Welcome back to Summer Breakfast. You're with JA and Missile. Breakfast powered by Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter. Shaping and building Australia together. Uh, text line 0457736736 for Edgewater Homes. Plenty of texts coming through, JA. Frank from Brisbane says, our country is so sensitive these days. We should wipe all public celebrations and holidays so we don't offend people. That's in relation to cricket, not acknowledging Australia Day. You said the tennis isn't going to be doing that either. Mm. Uh, plenty of opinions on that, but I don't want to get too political this morning with you, JA. You haven't slept. We're having a, well, we've just been having a laugh. You know, we have because you are, as one texter said, <laughs> cooked. That's from Lionel. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, Big G, thanks for texting in podcast. M and J, cricket, anti Australia, tennis, anti Australia, as they should be called, full of woke wankers bending over for the minorities. So, like the majority of Aussies, I'll be celebrating Australia Day as normal by not watching the cricket or the tennis. Says OJ. Okay. Uh, doesn't really affect me. I always work. <laughs> on Australia Day? Like uh, every public holiday. I just never really think about it. Sneaks up on your Australia Day because it is the holiday season. Yeah. Every day feels like a holiday at the moment. Um, even when you're going back to work, it still feel like you're in holiday mode. My alarm went off at 4.50 this morning and I was so disoriented because I Did still feel like I'm on holidays. Shower? Not this morning because I, I didn't give myself time to get up and have a shower before coming to work. Because that's what's wrong with you. Because I'm more awake than you are. I feel. You are. You are more awake than me. Um, I was a late call up today. I'm not sure who was meant to be in instead Copes. of me, but Copes. Um, but I'm a late call up. But I'm here anyway with Chair. Mm. With bells on. Yeah. Uh, my question regarding the Volkman scenario is: Why were the Warriors and his manager so keen to sign the release before the contract was finalised? The release usually happens when the contract is registered. Seems to be Warriors wanted to move very quickly, says Dragon Boy from New Zealand. Mm. Lot to play out there. Tinfoil hat? Uh, I don't think so because look at the situation it's got. Like surely surely you would have foreseen that this was going to come back to you at some point. Do you mm. know what I mean? Yeah. I think there's been like a lapse, an error there. It's ended badly and now... That's the consequence of it. Like, I don't think that, I, I don't buy in that there was a conspiracy there. Big Ted on the app says, regarding Volkman uh, and his injury, it's the New Zealand taxpayer 
that ultimately will cover his injuries with Accident Compensation Corporation, or the ACC. He will receive 80% of his last year's income. Both clubs can very easily wash their hands of him. He is fully covered. Just wish a full and uncomplicated recovery. I don't know that that's correct because, um, and I'm happy to be corrected on that, but I, my understanding is wouldn't the Warriors be registered in this Australian company? You come under Australian, like it's like when we get injured, say in the UK, Medicare, we have that reciprocal agreement. So mm. Medicare covers us. Yeah. It's not like the UK system. Yeah. It's the Medicare. Like I think you're part of an Australian organization and that's, do you, do you understand what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I get what you, yeah, I'm just don't know how it works in New Zealand. I also don't, and, and Clint Newton alluded to it. What, when he signed this release, what did he release himself from? Was it anything that happened? Was it uh, at the Warrior? Yeah, I, I just don't know and, enough and it's about also, it. Because they, because all of sport is a little bit different to normal workplace, like workers' compensation doesn't apply in the same way. Mm. It's all a very, it's a legal minefield. We need um, Lee on here. Yeah. This would be a good question for Lee. Brian's lawyers, Lee Hadjipentalis, reach out. Uh, hi, J.A., you have some serious issues that extend beyond my area of expertise. Sorry I can't help, says the Shoal Having Doctor. P.S., nice to hear that you like the South Coast. I feel like that's not the only doctor who's ever told me that. Um, <laughs> and I love the South Coast. Do you love the South Coast? Oh, well, I guess you're a North I'm a North Coast yeah. guy, but I love the South Coast oh, as well. Oh, I love the South Coast. I used to go there every holidays. Whereabouts? And, um, used to go to Lake Sea Caravan Park, uh, which was South Doris. I don't know where that is. Yeah, cool. I know the main <laughs> spots. I know the main spots like your Kiamas, Jeringongs. Oh, well, no, you've, sorry. You've got to be like pretty South Coast cool too. Yeah, okay. I'm a bit of a North Coast guy. Uh, all right, let's take a break. Uh, remember, text us during the show, 0457736736. We've been talking superstitions this morning. We've had some weird and wacky ones. You can win a prize also if you call in one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. You've been on Summer Breakfast with James Magnuson and Jaleesa Apps. Thanks for all your contributions today. Uh, prizes. Chris from Wyong wins the Signet Boost Power Bank valued at $45. It'll keep your phone, tablet, and earbuds powered 24-7. And BJC from Blacktown gets a double pass to the Top Fuel Drag Racing Championships at Sydney Dragway this Friday and Saturday. You can get your tickets now. After us today, J.A., mm. the return of Matt White. Woohoo! He's back. First time in 2024. He's here in studio. Clearly has spent the entire radio off-season in the gym looking yeah. absolutely jacked. Mm. I don't want to make any uh, assumptions. I'm not going to talk to Asada. I uh, don't know what his supplement regime is, but Matt White looking freakishly jacked wow. at the moment. So look forward to that. He's back. There's a spring in his step. Massive show this morning here live after us on SEN. Uh, now, Jay, are you back on air? Tomorrow. On SEN, but also on Channel 7 today? Or, uh, or no. can you sleep? No, I've got, okay. a, I've got the day off today. Will you sleep? That's why I'm in my sibbies. Will you sleep? Um, will you nap? No, I don't think I will because then I won't sleep tonight. Ah. So I think I'll just push through. And of course, there's also Monday Triangle uh, Yellow yeah. and uh, <laughs> I've got to do. I've Chihuahua. got to do some deep. Your lovely partner agrees with me. You you said she texted in and she said yes. Thursday is eight thirty. The girls who get it get it. <laughs> oh, I don't know what to say. 
<laughs> I don't know. I thought you were on your own, but after she texted me, there's that, an article. I just, there's a BuzzFeed article. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but BuzzFeed. Do with that what you will. <laughs> <laughs> Couple more texts before we get to the end of the show. Ja, watch the two-hour series on the Australian Open. It was recently on the ABC because you don't watch anything that's not real. Yeah, uh, someone else suggested this. Talking I'll ha- about I'll have to so do it. on one hand, you say Tuesday triangle circle yellow and group that together and then say on the other side though I don't watch anything that's not true because I've got too much you are just a walking talking (laughs) contradiction I've got too much going on clearly there's too much in my imagination already Uh, I don't think I particularly got dad strength maybe more strength mentally as opposed to physically because I found that as a dad my conditioning has reduced due to not being able to spend much time in the gym says Tim well dad thinks a real thing and if I've got one piece of advice for the demon Go out, have a kid, get that dad strength, come back and your serve will be 220 kilometers an hour. That is the worst advice we've heard all morning and I have gibbered. <laughs> I'm telling you, dad strength is real. All those listeners out there that are dads, they'll know. You get that extra bit of strength when you, you have a kid. You haven't tried it? No. <laughs> no, not yet. Oh, I'm practicing, you know. <laughs> all right, you've been on Summer Breakfast with James Magnuson and Jaleesa Apps. Jaleesa's back tomorrow with Trent Copeland. In the meantime, enjoy the Matty White Show. He's looking jacked.